to get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. It's always been one of my favorite golf courses on, on the entire tour. And it's unfortunate that it is leaving. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth like you did milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What can I say about Cleveland? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. Make them make you slap somebody. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that and I'm gonna talk to you like that. And I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. From Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, NBC welcomes you to the Hall of Fame game. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 here. Al Michaels there. Yeah, Hall of Fame game last night. From what I understand, Ravens ended up besting out the Bears. And I don't know this to be true yet because the weekend's just getting underway. But I was talking to Buzzbin Mike last night, and we both felt like I felt like last night was going to be way busier traffic wise. Coming back, getting back and forth, going around places. I figured with being in the middle between Chicago and Baltimore, both are like six hours away in an opposite direction via the car, that we were going to be bombarded with it. And maybe it'll feel like that tonight when I go out. It's just I drove past the stadium last night, like as people would have been going up there to get into the game, and it didn't feel like Jesus. Look at this traffic. It was just under twenty thousand in attendance last night, so that's a pretty decent turnout. Yeah, um, it's not bad. I think I think from what I've read and, and what I've seen is they've done a better job of flowing that traffic of getting people into the stadium. Okay, more well efficiently. it was noticeable. Yeah, I think that's at least from what I read last night on social media. There weren't lines as many lines to get into the stadium. There wasn't as much parking issue. So I would assume there was probably just a more oh good smoother, more cohesive, you know. Well, it was noticeable. What, what they had going on there. It was definitely noticeable. The first year when I was here, I was like, Jesus, this is like it right. was really rough. And now, honestly, a couple of years later, they have made some major strides. Now I didn't go to the game last night, uh, but I did yesterday go to Firestone Country Club, and I did go to the Bridgestone Invitational. It's the last time they're going to do it here. Um, we are going to go. We are going to be getting a tournament here. It will be a uh, Champions Tour stop event. Uh, senior tour is essentially how uh, most of you will remember that being called. But I did go yesterday. Um, and about a month ago, they sent out the thing like, hey, are you interested in media passes? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't sure what it was going to get me, but you know, I was like, let's, uh, let's fill this out. So then I park in the media lot yesterday, and then they shuttle you over to the tournament, which was beautiful. Because again, I skipped all like, the, like, the traffic hassle of that. Like I, because I, they sent me some back way, and I parked in some like Metro Park lot. Beautiful, the, yeah. And the shuttle comes and gets you, takes you right to the like, not even the front gate. They took you in like the back gate of oh, the tournament. Beautiful. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome, right? So I'm meeting some friends there, who have some really good tickets themselves. They have like these VIP tent tickets or whatever, 
And so I say to them, hey, I must have beat you here. I know you guys are still on your way. I just happen to end up at number one T. I'm just going to wait here for you guys if you guys are 10 minutes out, right? So next thing I know, here comes up walking to number one T is Rory McIlroy and Hideki Matsuyama, two guys I love. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Nobody's standing there. Hey, explain to me how tickets and golf work. Do I have to like, do I, okay, so I buy my ticket. Do I like, what, what do, I, do I have a seat? I don't have a seat. No. No. You can just walk the grounds. Okay. Now you can upgrade, but again, most of the time when you upgrade, you're actually getting further away from the action. Because Closer what to you, the bar. Yeah, because well, yeah, <laughs> what you're trying to do is get is the is essentially get like a a view past people versus like trying to like look past. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? Because okay. I was like the first guy up against the gate because I happened to be there, and so like grown men are standing behind me, like trying to like you know angle and get by me. Front row stands, I like it. Oh yeah, no, I was. So I so then and I didn't know I didn't look before I went. I didn't know tea time. I didn't know who was playing with who. I didn't know any of that, right? And so I just hear somebody say, "Tiger will be by and." In the next five minutes. And I turned to the girl and I said, did you just tell me Tiger Woods is getting ready to tee off right here at, at number one? And she was like, yeah, right after Rory's done. And I was like, wow. Okay, no wonder nobody's here yet, right? Oh, and they're so back there. Oh, they're, they're okay. All, they're all falling him off, off the other side because he played the back first and then played the front. And so then now here he comes walking up and I just am standing at the gate. <laughs> I'm just amazing. standing there. <laughs> So here comes the man, the goat, right. Right, and walking right by me. Wow. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I, you'll never get luckier than that. I had no idea, and yet I ended up with nobody standing in front of me right where I wanted to be, right as Tiger Woods was going to be there. I, I, you'll never get luckier than that. So sure enough, there I am. I got the, the whole thing's on video. You can see it. Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. So the whole thing's right there. So it's the, dude, I, dude, I couldn't put the phone down. Like, I was worried they were going to, as a matter of fact, there's a couple of times where I cut his head off in the video, and it's because I got the phone, like, kind of down near my <laughs> chest, because I didn't want to get yelled at by some 75-year-old lady in a green shirt that said Bridgestone on it, she looked official, I didn't want to get yelled at. <laughs> and literally, dudes were, like, dry-humping me to, you know what I mean, to, like, to, to, to get closer to Tiger Woods. And I was like, Jesus, man, you might want to buy me some lunch or something, like, this is getting intrusive right here. But it was Awesome. That sounds awesome, dude. It was amazing. I, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, definitely it's one of those things where, you know, it's the retirement tour. It's the final leg of it. It's the Ozzy Osbourne no more tours Gotta for go. you. So you, you, you had to go. Gotta go. And then for you to be able to, like, kind of ass backwards your way into, yes. like, primetime real estate right yes. there, dude, that's fantastic. Well, not only that. My pass, like they get, dude. It's a hard laminate pass with like my name on it, and it says says I Heart Radio on it, like that whole thing, and it says on there, good the entire run of the weekend. So like, yeah, anytime I want to go to the weekend, like all I do, get I all I have to do is go up to the front gate and be like, here, let me in. Well, you don't even have to go to the gate, right? You can go to back to that parking lot. I can go back to the media parking lot. That's pretty fantastic, man. That really is. Yeah, no, that was a good hookup. That was a good hookup. But sure enough, Tiger gets up to number one T. And I've watched now three other sets of guys tee off. I've watched Rory and Hideki, a uh-huh. couple other guys. And then, uh, so now it's, uh, so now Tiger gets up there and it's, he's playing with Jason Day, another great player. These are all names I know. Another great player. I hang out with you a lot. An so. Ohio resident. Yeah, you do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, dude, a guy at Buzzman last night said to me, he goes, so did you see Tiger today? And I said, yeah. He goes, did you get erect? And I was like, no. And he's like, you're lying, dude. I listen every day. There's no way you stood five feet from that dude and didn't get erect. I was like, well, I, let's not talk about my Tiger Woods erection. I, uh, but uh, so, yes, I, uh, but, you know, he's played with Jason Day. And Tiger pulls out an iron and tee off at one. Everybody else hit a driver. Like, Rory hit a driver, hit it beautifully, right down the middle, striped it. Tiger pulls out an iron. I'm like, and I, you, I actually say to myself, like, the hell's he doing? Like, what are you doing? Sure enough, he gets up there, hits it bad, pulled it. I was like, 
God, I hope that wasn't me. Um, I didn't do it. Did 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 watching him live? Did that make you? Because he didn't perform great yesterday, correct? Uh, I mean, good enough, but not. I mean, he, he didn't let the world on fire. Right. So middle middle of the pack, right there. Yeah. I mean, did that live up to the expectation that you saw him? And I don't want to say on the back end of his career, but like you didn't see Tiger well, like dominate. Well, like I you got wanted, lu- you well, know. I get lucky here because I do get to bookend Tiger Woods. I did get to see him back in his like heyday okay. of dominance, and I get to see him now. Like I, I I have seen Tiger Woods in person a couple of times throughout his career. Um, so I have gotten to see that. But yes, it was. A noticeable moment yesterday when I was like, okay, well, he won't be back here. This tour won't be back here. So make sure you enjoy it. That's why I just I stayed right. way longer yesterday than I normally would. Right. But I was I was walking around. I mean, I saw Jordan play a little bit and I saw you know a couple of guys. Um, I'll tell you what was really strange for me is when I first got on site, I'm in the back parking lot, and they take you into like the media building. And they're waiting to give me my credentials. And I even said to the woman, I was like, I know. I was like, I don't look like a normal golf like broadcaster, huh? And uh, and she was like, no, not even a little bit. No. And I was like, no, I know. Uh, but what was really weird is that I, I saw all like the golf media people. Yeah. Like the golf channel people. Right. I was more excited to see them. Like I like I actually waited and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to I'm going to go wait and I'm going to go shake that dude's hand. And I thought to myself, it's like, oh, this is why people want to talk to me. Like this is why people want to talk to me when I'm eating dinner. Like this is what this like I was like, and I always wonder like, why would you want to shake my hand? Like I appreciate you listening, but I'm just me. Like I don't care about me. Why would you care about me? And then as soon as you see somebody and you're like, oh my god, look at him over there. He's amazing. I want to shake his hand. Which leads into the story that I'm burying the lead on. Okay, dude, somebody tried to big time me yesterday at the golf tournament. Nobody big time stands. No, I tried to do. Somebody tried to big time me. What happened? And he's a good buddy of mine. Like a real good buddy of mine who I go back way, years and years with. My my good buddy, Mark Nolan. Okay. From Cleveland's 19, also does mornings at Magic 105.7. I've known Mark a long, long time. Going back to his channel three days. I've known him a long, long time. And so I see him. It's him and Sam Roberts are like walking up because they're, they're, they're the media people covering the tournament. And I see him. I'm like, hey, Mark Nolan. And he at first doesn't recognize me, so he goes into that media suave nod. Hey, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, thanks for, for listening. Yep. Wasn't gonna stop. Watching. Wasn't gonna do nothing. And I just kind of stopped and looked at him. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And he looked at me. He goes, "Oh my God, Sansbury, I'm so sorry." I was like, "Mark Nolan, <laughs> you just tried to big time me. You did. You just tried to big time me." I was like, "I was like, you just tried to give me that media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Gotta go. Really important person. Gotta get to the table. Like you just tried to give me that. Meanwhile, here you are sitting there talking to me for ten minutes now. Yeah, he had nowhere to go. He had nowhere to be. He just, nowhere to he be. just didn't want to talk nowhere to, to you. But so I pulled him aside. I said, Nolan, you ever tried to big time me again? I'll go all the way back deep in the vault, and I'll tell everybody what happened that night on West 6th Street. Do he was like, shh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't. Don't. Just give him Mark Nolan grief. I love that guy. One of my favorite people in media. I love that guy. Uh, we do go back a long, long way. And it was very funny. He did. He felt so bad. Like he hugged me. He was like, "Dude, I feel so bad." It's like it's all right, man. I know I look like a scumbag. You're not. You're not right. You know. You're not. You know. Thinking about seeing me here. I get it. So you're rubbing elbows with with you know with the who's the who with the who's who of media. Yeah. The greatest golfer of all time. Yeah. And apparently you got hammered drunk at Buzzbin last night, dude. Everything came up Stansberry yesterday. Well, if there's a point you start getting in a bad mood, you start getting all pissy with me, dude. I'm gonna be like, what? 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 
Everything was you yesterday. Yeah, well, let's continue. Today's Friday. You know what I mean? I, I would like things to be me today, too. It's first Friday tonight. I would like for everything to continue to be me. That would be great. Um, I know what won't be me, and it's my Twitter timeline after we tackle what we're going to do next. I notice now you guys want to change the argument. Yesterday, it was, he didn't know anything. And now today, it's, well, maybe he told the athletic director, Sansbury, and you just don't know that he told the athletic director. Well, decide, guys. Did we collude or is colluding not a crime? Which one is it? I noticed the overlap in those two crowds. Pretty massive. We'll get into Urban Meyer. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll be joined by Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Ohio Sports. You can catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Also right here on the Stansbury Show every Friday, 7 o'clock. Had him on yesterday, too, uh, talking a little bit of this Urban Meyer drama. Um, and it is drama. Uh, let's address a couple of things. I do not... This is not me wishing Urban Meyer gets fired. This is not me rubbing my hands together going, oh, yes, now, now they have to fire Urban Meyer. That's not what's happening. And that's the way I was attacked yesterday. My whole thing is that given the standard that we've seen other people lose their jobs for when you have a job like Urban Myers, that given the standard I've seen other people remove for, there's enough here to remove him from his position. That's it. Well, you, the, in order for me to believe Urban Meyer, then I need to believe that his wife knew something for three years and never not one time, not once said anything to him about it. That's crazy. Now then I saw this a lot yesterday afternoon. Get home from the golf tournament, start checking, you know, the social medias and the like. Right. Now everybody's changing the argument. Well, now it's, well, maybe he knew, but you don't know he didn't tell the athletic director. Oh, my God. Maybe he told the athletic director and you just don't know, Stansberry. Okay, well, first of all, here's what I do know. Had he told the athletic director, I'm guessing the athletic director yesterday would have been like, oh, yeah, no, Urban Meyer told me. Yeah. And here's the paperwork I filed after Urban Meyer told me. And here's everything that, that I did. In the fallout after Urban Meyer telling me. Had, had he told someone, this entire thing would have been a non-story. This never would have been a story. But they're going to punish Urban Meyer for something somebody else did. No. They're going to punish Urban Meyer for not doing what he was supposed to do. Which was tell somebody else. Which was tell the Title IX. You don't know he didn't do it. You don't know that he did. Well, then what would we be talking about, though? If he told Title, if he if he, he went to the office, he wouldn't be unpaid administrative leave. Right, right. I mean, like if, if he could if he could say yes, I told the athletic director, I told the, my bosses, I told the powers to be, then what? He'd what? be fine. What? He'd still be answering uncomfortable questions, but at the end of the day, he would be the head coach at Ohio State. But what I saw yesterday was absolute craziness. Sports fandom is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Like, it really is. Like, what we will do, the, the mental gymnastics we will do, will go through to make it okay to be entertained by people that we wish weren't doing certain things. Or to keep people that we want. And I said it all day yesterday. You're going to hear me say it a thousand times today, too. If, there were, if this were Harbaugh at Michigan, you'd be furious. If this was happening at Whiskey, you'd be furious. If this was happening at... 
But it's not. It's happening in Columbus, so you want to stick your head in the sand. If this was happening, I think, in any other professional capacity, like, let's say you're a principal of a, of, of, of a school, and you find out that one of your teachers, or a rumor that one of your teachers has been involved with a domestic violence situation, and you don't tell the school board, you don't tell the superintendent, you're fired. Yeah. For sure you are. For sure you are. For sure you are. Sure 100% you are. sure you are. It's an $8 million a year job, guys. If you don't think the standard is going to be higher on an $8 million a year job, you don't understand the world you're living in. The standard is going to be different. Worth noting, these guys go through training every year in for what they should be doing in a harassment you know, well, situation. And, worth and, noting, Urban Meyer went so far as to say, my wife and I, my wife Shelly and I mentored this couple after a 2009 incident, and then he went and hired him anyway and brought him here. Like, so guys, like, come on, Urban's known a while now. So, dude, he counseled the couple when he didn't know? In, in, His own words were, Shelly and I had counseled them. So he counseled a couple he didn't know were having issues. And even if, even if he were not contractually obligated to report this, which he was, and he willingly signed that contract, and he was trained in what, with what he was supposed to do there. Let's be honest, he didn't read the contract, just signed it. But even if, well, I would, I would hope at this point, if you're Urban Meyer, don't you have some sort of basic understanding of what you're signing? Your lawyer's going over it, right? Well, that I mean, part like, wasn't hidden in the contract. Everybody right. knows what's going on in these universities now. Right. Like everybody know, He knows what this is. He's seen Patino fall from grace. He saw Joe Pa fall from grace. He's seen Art Bryles fall from grace. He knows what's happening here so with all that being said that okay that 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 he those that's not the case he didn't have to isn't he showing terrible judgment by putting a domestic violence perpetrator in the presence of those young men isn't that what it's always all about isn't that what it's always all about is that is that well we're trying to we're trying to teach these young men to be better men and we're trying to teach like you're bringing this person around that's a bad decision and this is a decision making business to me and if you're Ohio yeah. State and you're looking at it from the perspective of of you knew about this and you still brought this person, hired him, brought him to this university. That's bad decision making, bro. One real good. I mean, one real good. Like you didn't know. Like you should have known. Sooner or later, somebody's going to make an issue out of this. Now, is there, is there a you should have known in the sense of you are the head of this program, and if you didn't know this, is there fault there? I mean, I heard the argument yesterday that dude, you can't have Urban Meyer's job without being a control freak. It's that conveniently stupid thing we talked about yesterday, yeah. dude. You just, you just can't willingly not know something. You can't, yeah. That I mean, dude, here's the thing. Again, I don't think it's plausible for a head coach to know everything that's going on with every player, every staff member, everybody. I, I get that, okay? But that's what we require of the job today. And you know why I'm all right with it? Because I didn't sign up to be head coach of Ohio State. But it's it's not required that he knows everything. If this happened and it hit the news and he didn't know, then we're not talking about it. It would just be, hey, this police report happened. We're asking him when he does know something to report it. That's why did he fire the guy a week and a half or whatever it was? Like why did he do that then? Nobody was complaining then. Nobody even brought the damn story up because he didn't know. So he fired the guy over something he didn't know about. So he and his wife sat the couple down back in 2009 to discuss things with them, to discuss how they could maybe make their lives better because he didn't know there was an issue? When's Urban Meyer coming over to my house to talk to me about my life problems that he doesn't know I have? When's that going to happen? When's Artie Lang showing up and doing that makeup show? You know what this sounds like to me? You know what, honestly, all the excusing of Urban Meyer sounds like to me? No collusion, 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 no collusion. Well, there's collusion, but collusion's not a crime. 
Make up your mind, guys. Was there no collusion or is collusion not a problem? Here's what I know to be true. You don't care about that woman. You don't care about anything. You don't even really, at the end of the day, care about Urban Meyer. What you care about is winning every game this season, going to a national championship. And if you thought you could do it with Urban Meyer, you wouldn't even care about this at all. You don't care about Urban Meyer, and you definitely don't care about that woman. Zach Smith's ex-wife. You definitely don't care about her. Should be pointed out, Urban Meyer's, Urban Meyer's wife works for the university, too. She's on the hook for this, too. She was supposed to tell people, too, and didn't. So if she didn't tell her husband, which would be honestly laughable, laughable, otherwise, what kind of marriage is that? Let me tell you something. If the Myers don't talk about things like this for three years, they got no business trying to fix anybody else's marriage. You got communication problems in your own marriage, Urban. Clean up your side of the street, bro. We're trying to fix everybody else's life when you don't even know what's going on in your own wife's life. But of course that's ridiculous because of course he did know. I'm supposed to believe that the head coach's wife knows something that the head coach doesn't know? I mean, guys. Guys. It's fine. If you don't want to believe in collusion and then we find and then we get all the way here, well, you know, we colluded, but you know, collusion really, I mean, is it really a problem? I know some of you guys think I'm making that line up. I'm not. That was actually said by people. Collusion. Well, I mean, yeah, we colluded, but is collusion even a crime was the quote. Different scenario. Different situation. Same mentality. That same ah, you'll never catch us mentality. And I noticed that the crossover of people who were defending Urban Meyer yesterday, who want to defend that situation to me every single day, are the same exact group of people. I don't think that's by chance. I really don't. I said to you yesterday, if you want to defend Urban Meyer today, I want you to examine from from where that comes. Because I believe it's probably clouding your what should normally be good judgment in other areas in your life as well. And I know it is. Having read my mentions yesterday and some other social media timelines yesterday, it's clouding your judgment. And people who are normally, I'm willing to bet, pretty decent, you came off looking pretty awful yesterday. Shame on you. If this was Jim Harbaugh, you'd have pitchforks in your hand, you'd be up and in. Ann Arbor's still a whore! I know. But it's not. It's Urban Meyer. It's Columbus. It's Ohio State. We have to take what's coming to us in this. He's got to... Meanwhile, they're already leaking names yesterday about the guy who's going to replace him. So they're not moving forward? Got it. Guys, start waving. Like I told you a year ago about LeBron James. Start waving. It's over. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kick 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Friend of the program just sent me a uh, some information. Okay. The Vegas odds right now is that Urban Meyer is not fired. Wow. That Urban Meyer will not be fired. Wow. As Ve- what do I always say? That Vegas kind of nails it. Outside of that one Peyton Manning Super Bowl where they got thumped, Vegas is normally within inside the lines of mar- I mean, within, within the margin of errors are. They're normally pretty close. I'm sure they've blown a couple of other things, but they, I mean, obviously nobody's correct 100% of the time, but I mean, dude, Vegas is normally pretty close. And to, and to say that the odds are that Urban Meyer will I just, here's the thing. I don't want Urban Meyer fired. I want to reiterate this. I want to live in the world where, honestly, where I don't know what the politics of the people that I buy chicken sandwiches from. I want to live in the world where I don't know what position coaches are doing, and I'm not involved in their lives on this level where I'm playing judge, jury, and executioner. 
but that's not the world I live in. You all wanted social media, and I told you this is what was going to happen with social media. What have I been saying in the four years I've been doing this show for you down here? That sooner or later, the angry social media mob is going to come for something you love. And here it is. You all called me tinfoil hat boy and crazy conspiracy theory. One of you went so far as to call me Alex Jones. And now here you sit with your precious football team in the crosshairs. And now you're sad. Suck it up. It's the Ohio State for a reason. We were the Ohio State before Urban Meyer and we'll be the Ohio State after Urban Meyer. There's a reason why Urban wanted to come here. It's because it's the job you want. There are like five blue blood college football jobs in the country and Ohio State's one of them. You should be at least, you know, consoling yourself with that. Dude, there are programs in the country. If you get rocked with this, you ain't never coming back. Ever. Ohio State will be a national contender two years from now. What are your thoughts? You think it happens? I think they fire him. You think they fire him? I think they fire him. The thing that flies in the face of that to me, not only the Vegas odds right there, um, but I didn't know about this dude until recently, but uh, head coach Mike McIntyre from the University of Colorado was in a similar situation, not the exact same, um, but so this, so this is not without recent precedent, but a ruling by a federal judge in July found that Colorado football coach Matt, Mike McIntyre did not violate Title IX after the wife of a football coach told him of abuse, and he did not report it. As the wife of a university employee, the judge ruled she was not covered by Title IX. I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, one more time. A ruling by a federal judge in July found that Colorado football coach Mike McIntyre did not uh-huh. violate Title IX after the wife of a football coach told him the abuse oh, told him of abuse and he did not report it. As the wife of a university employee, the judge ruled she was not covered by Title IX. Hmm. Interesting. I've also been told this, and I don't know if this is true, but people have been tweeting it at me. Uh, so, in the interest of fairness, I do in the interest of like earning back some. Buckeye faithful. I have heard that apparently the Title IX language was drafted and, and instituted in 2017. The incident that everybody's up in arms about with this coach happened in 2015. And so, like, there's you know a lot of people saying, dude, you can't go retro on it. And it's like, okay, let's let's say I'm going to give you that. That, that I will say, you know what, you're right. We can't go retro with it. There was a morality clause in Urban Meyer's contract well before Title IX. I mean, dude, guys, there have been... Dude, I have a morality contract clause in my contract. Think about that. I talk about people masturbating in Walmart parking lots. Correct. I have a morality clause in my contract. And that's really more than anything... So they can fire you whenever whenever they they want. want. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that is. My contract is written to basic... Dude, this is how bad radio contracts are. If I come in here and do a show good enough to listen to, it's enough to get me fired from here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Dude, you were really good. People laughed. You're out. I mean, that's how poorly... I always say this. If the contract helped you, nobody would ever give it to you. Now, Title IX, I'm reading here, was introduced in 1972. Maybe this was like an amendment to it or something that, like that. I'm not sure. I was going to say, not sure. I thought Title IX was about making sure women could play sports in universities like 150 years ago. Um, there's been, I think, an evolution of it where, oh, sure, yeah. where, where universities are now held responsible if they create an unsafe environment. So okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. Again, if I was running the world... You would have no idea what the politics of any company was. You would have no idea what was happening on the staff of anything, and you would just watch football games. Nobody would kneel. Everybody, Dude, but guess what? They don't put milk in glass jars anymore, bro. They don't deliver it straight to your house anymore. The world gets different.
You all wanted these mediums because you wanted your 15 minutes of your fame. You wanted to be a star. You wanted to press send and be able to tear down people and go job hunting. Congratulations. It works. But now they've come for something you love. Just like this guy right here told you that they would. Stop calling me crazy. Stop calling me Alex Jones. Everything I tell you ends up coming true. Are, are you saying that it's... it's I guess who are you who are you pointing this finger at? Because the Twitter mob usually to you is the left, and I feel like I'm well, a little confused here. That's dude, it's if if the if the university wasn't afraid of the social media backlash, you think they would even consider firing Urban Meyer? No. Why do you think celebrities used to walk back in the day? Why do you think Vince Neal could crash into a car and kill somebody and pay to get out of it? Because they knew you were mad, but they didn't have to deal with you being mad. So it giveth and it taketh away now. I mean, it giveth and it's going to take away now. That's what it's going to do. You can't celebrate when everybody else gets teared down when you want them teared down and they come looking for the thing you love and now you're going to cry foul. Doesn't work that way, y'all. Doesn't work that way. That's why, whatever. Been on this now for a while. And so, yeah, you're goddamn right. I'm sitting in here with the uh, I told you so pants on, and I'm loving every last minute of it. To think, a couple of you morons called me Alex Jones. Yet, here it is. The big thing I told you was coming. Here it is. Munch is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I with greasy fingers. I'm trying to maneuver, <laughs> maneuver my cell phone around. I'm trying to figure. I want to make sure I tip my Uber each driver well enough. And I don't know. It's not giving me the option right now. We do it every Friday, seven o'clock. We talk to my good buddy Mark Munch Bishop Munch on Ohio Sports. Catch him weekdays at three. Fox Sports thirteen fifty everywhere on that free iHeartRadio app. Munch, my man, how are you? But I am superb, as I mentioned to you and uh, Matt before we came on. You know what? I am exhausted, never physically, uh, never in my soul and in my heart, but a little bit mentally. You know what? Again, we want sports to be the toy department of life. That's what it should be. But you know what? When things happen that ain't cool, quote-unquote, to use vernacular in the street, we have to talk about them. We have to expose them. We have to make sure we get them out in the open. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are trying to play some mental gymnastics with Urban Meyer. You know, like people are giving Which me, way, Dan? Well, you know, like people are giving me this, you know, well, I've read the Title IX, you know, articles, and there's really nothing about it in coaches and domestic violence in there, and there's not, you know what I mean? I got you. And there's a lot of this. Yeah. There's a lot of, well, the police were called nine times, but she didn't press charges. Why wouldn't she have done that? And it's like, well, I mean, ask every domestic violence victim ever. I mean, most of them. Thank you. I, I don't want to say most because, you know what, I don't know if that's true. I know that a large portion of them do not press charges or even call the police in a lot of situations. Expecting every victim of every crime to act the same way across the line is lunacy. I also don't think you would be talking to me, not you, Munch, I also don't think people would be talking to me about, well, I mean, did what about this? Or, well, what about this? If we were talking about Wisconsin's coaching staff. But we're talking about a home mm-hmm. state. It's ours. We love it. And so we're going to try to protect it, which is ultimately, at the end of the day, gross. Like it's gross. Well, you know what? You do try to protect, but you also, in this case, want to protect someone who, to me, right this second, looks like a victim. And, Dan, 
you know what? We, we, we could laugh and joke about things, and I was uh, honored with the turn in my, uh, uh, my career path, you know. But uh, it was interesting, uh, you know, going through school. I actually, and I did believe you know this, uh, you know, went to law school, was a criminology sociology right. major for a while, rode with Ohio State Police, kind of interesting, you know, with hair and a ponytail in the middle of my back, and how many times we went to a college domestic abuse thing, and 99 times out of 100, they end up hugging and kissing after someone's equipment. He just punched you. Now, that was a while back. I do know now, and, and, and picture this one, that I was told that now if they're, the police are called on a domestic uh, abuse uh, claim, and I know Officer Brian and Canton listens to the show every day, that they have to lead with someone. And that's just something I've been told, and it's like, okay, but wow. Were they not leaving with some of these kids? There's just so much here. There's more here, and more will be uncovered. Oh, yeah, that's what everybody keeps saying to me. Well, what, you know, we haven't seen this. Or what about the rest of the coaches that knew, and they're not stepping up and saying anything? It's like, guys, we're in day one and a half of this. Like you, right. dude, and you, you know what else? You take the that, head, and the yes. body shall fall. And, you know, I want to say this as nice as possible, because it came back to me from someone on the coaching staff. And I was nice in the way I said it yesterday, but Urban usually knows when you take a potty break, okay? And I like Urban, and I still like him for the most part, if indeed, you know, there's skullduggery here, and and he's going to have to go away. But, you know, someone that knows, uh uh-oh, we're Stansbury, I want to run this drill. Coach, it's his 2 o'clock constitutional, you know? Right. (laughs) He knows, if he knows that, that's all I'm going to say. If he knows that, then... What else does he not know? Well, Munch, my point was this, is that he's come out and said, he and his wife have come out and said, yeah, Urban and Shelly have, have talked to this couple way back in the day. They wanted, to, they wanted to mentor them. So you mentored them over something you didn't know was going down? And then your wife no, knew, you, your wife knew something and she didn't tell you for three years? For three years, your wife never said, hey, this might be a problem for you and your coaching staff down the road. Okay, I mean, maybe. If you and your wife aren't communicating on that level, then don't go into somebody else's house and try to teach them how to have a better marriage. You either communicate with your wife or you don't, bro. You gotta, Keep rolling. You, 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 you can't. Dude, Colin Coward's always saying this. You can't be conveniently dumb. Like when Bill Belichick was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know about that. It's like, bro, you know everything that's going on in Foxborough. You don't get to be complete, you know, conveniently dumb when you want to be. Smart dudes don't just get to be like, oh, yeah, I fell down on the job on that. I was dumb on that one. No, 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 no. It's not the way it works. You get paid $8 million a year, bro. We're going to hold you to a different standard. And there's no doubt. You know, and something else. Sorry, and, and guys, I'm going to take this back <laughs> to when we were little kids. And it would have solved so many problems, not just, when, you know, and I learned my lesson early, but it would solve Urban Meyer's problems, too. Could you imagine, you know, facing when asked, and I was thinking about this since we were on yesterday, when asked on the podium if he knew about this, a verbal said, you know what, guys? I certainly did. I can't believe I didn't say anything. I was trying to fix it on my own. And you know what? He could even have said, I felt that I owed the late, great Earl Bruce a little bit more of an attempt. I was so wrong not to bring this out. I was hoping that, you know, Zach would change. I let him go, and there you go. Do you think... We'd be talking about this today? No, no, because Urban came out and said, yeah, you know what? I did know about this. Yes, I should have said something. You know, we all make mistakes, but again, guess what word I'm going to come back to, guys? I'm going to come back to the word ego. Was it fair for him just to think, I do not have to say anything because 
who I am? And that's a big question, too. But honesty sounds trite is the best policy. I think there was a million times that Urban could have stepped in and really prevented this from coming to the head that it did. But most importantly, Mm -hmm. there was nine years. There was one decision. So, yeah, there or, was a couple of moments. Or, or, I guess, a slew of decisions that Zach Smith made that could have stopped this entire thing. And Akili starts with not punching your wife in the face. So, like, I think, that that's, I think that's a fair place to start. Hard. And that's a fair place to start putting blame. Um, Munch, as we look into the future right now, and I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit about a, a precedent that's been set by Colorado football coach Mac, Mike McIntyre. Um, it was ruled <laughs> that he did not violate Title IX after the wife of a football coach told him she was being abused because he, and he, he did not report it because the judge, mm-hmm. the judge ruled that she was not covered by Title IX as the wife of a university employee. Seems like a technicality to me, but that's what the legal system is all about. Always does yeah. that play into what happens with Urban Meyer? Look into your crystal ball and g- give me give me a, a rundown of what happens here. You know, it very well can. Gosh dang it! You know what technicalities? You know what? How did OJ walk? Okay, think about that. I know he's looking for the Colombian drug lords that killed his wife yeah. and his boy, her boyfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the bottom line is, yeah, it just changed it. Now, I had a great conversation with an author last night. I was actually doing another one of our sister stations, Michelle, and he said, you know what? When everything shakes down, if he would come out and talk, perhaps he'd be advised not to, and be contrite and say, yeah, I screwed up real, real bad. I'll say this. You cannot compare the Florida program to the Ohio State program. Last year in the bowl game, something like nine starters from Ohio State had already already graduated. You've had some isolated incidents that Urban has jumped on. So this is not the same. Was there some wrongdoing in Florida? There sure was. But don't we say that people can change, places can change? I'm hearing that's going to work in Urban's, you know, uh, defense. You know, the program he runs now, the graduation rate, and the life skills that he has, and the chapels he has, and things like that. But the bottom line is this, is that if Zach Smith still, still was on his staff being someone who assaulted his wife, assaulted his pregnant wife like Dan said nine years ago, that part still is inexcusable. So let me ask you, Munch, your gut, does Urban Meyer get fired? Brother, yesterday I was at 95%. Today I'm at seventy, which is Whoa. still more than fifty. Whoa! It's coming. It kind of came down that far, though, huh? Yeah, because of what the, you know, hearing some things that are going around that they're going to use on his, you know, reputation there. What the program is doing there, it's inexcusable. Should he be like a player? Have to sit out some games? Should he be suspended? Here's the thing, though. Dan, you mentioned he's making eight million dollars, correct? I, well, I, 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 that's what I hear. I, I, I don't have well, with the all endorsements and everything. Probably uh, not too bad to no, be suspended on paid administrative leave. You know that now you can say, yeah, it's bad because there's this black cloud hanging over his head. But still, that uh, you know, it's like paid administrative leave. Okay, I'm there, but uh, this one that's got to be messing with his head a little bit. Although right now I don't care because he did wrong. But uh, he's not going to miss any meals or any house payments. No, he'll be fine financially. He is Urban Meyer. No matter what, he will get another job. Our Bryles is coaching football right now, albeit in Italy, uh, but he's coaching football right now. And that at the disgusts end of the, me. And here's what, well, I'll tell you what's a little disgusting, Munch, is this right here. If Urban Meyer graduated every student on his roster but lost 10 games a year, he would have been fired yesterday. We don't care about graduation of students. I know you do. But the country doesn't care about whether or not students graduate. It's Urban Meyer wins. So we're going to 
jump over these hoops and try to find a reason why Urban Meyer gets to stay. It's like one of these things where it's like, dude, he could graduate every student. Nobody cares about that. Most of these people who are Ohio State fans never went to college, can barely spell university. They just want to win football games. I don't want to. You know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to look now is that if you are a premier coach and like the top two, Saban and Meyer, now you are aware and you want that to be a plus side on your ledger, but you also want to have someone who's a five-star athlete that's also good in the book. I love a quote I got from Jack Hayden. He's a Division three coach at Tennyson where my son played for him, and he always has a smile on his face, win or lose. He say, Jack, you know, and he's had the best years at Denison like in, since the 80s. But he says, you know what's kind of cool? And this is what he was recruiting my son. He didn't say, what's your 40? How many catches did you have? You know, how many blocks did you have? How many tackles do you have on special teams? He said, what's your SAT? What's your ACT? Yeah, we need more what's of that. your grade point average? And can you play? That was the fourth question. Yeah, we, uh, we absolutely need more and more of that. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Ohio Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. He's everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app and with us every Friday, 7 o'clock. Munch, we'll talk to you again next weekend, my man. Gentlemen, know that. Uh, by the way, I had the mayor of Kentman yesterday. Big, big fan of yours, Tom oh, Burnaby. Nice, he sounds nice. a laid-back dude, but he's a big, big uh, Sansbury show fan. Uh, love we, we, uh, we love having that. We, we love hearing that. Thank you so much, Munch. We'll talk to you again Bye, soon, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, nobody better to talk to when it comes to Ohio State than that guy. No, man. No question. 70% though he's at now where Urban. See, here's the thing. Again, I want to reiterate. I don't really want Urban Meyer fired. I don't care. If, if, if I'm being completely honest, and I'm almost scared to say this, which is crazy. I'm scared to say what I'm about to say over the fear that I'll lose my job, yet Urban Meyer going to stay. At the end of the day, do I care what happened in Zach Smith's house? Not really. If I'm being 100% completely honest about it, not really. I really don't. This stuff happens all up and down. It happens in, in my neighbor's house. It happens everywhere. But the standard in the country has been when things like this Rocky University, you take the head so the body shall fall. And I don't know how I'm supposed to go, yeah, every other university, let's do that, but the one I root for. It just feels like there's a little bit of that going on. Now, if he didn't end up doing dude, if all this is being blown way out of proportion and it ends up coming out, you guys know me. I'm the fairest dude on the radio. And I'm the first one to come in and be like, yeah, dude, kind of got that wrong. Remember the day after the election, came right in here, opened up the mic, 601, what I say? Yeah, kind of bone that one up so first thing i'll do i am not afraid to be wrong i'm not a blogger i'm not afraid to be wrong i won't dig in my heels just to do it so if we end up getting more information i'll then we'll we'll change our opinion but given the way it looks right now and given what the standard across the country has been and given the fact that i've seen other coaches fired for very 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 similar things at right now you ask me Irma Meyer's got to go. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. Guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Bad news, Fantone. What's that? Well, I just heard that imaging piece coming back from break. Yeah. It's Friday. I got some food in me. Yeah. Got some coffee. Kind of want my reach around, dude. Dude, that has never happened, by the way. This reach around piece of imaging that's constantly playing, it doesn't happen. Oh, there's a lot of lying going on. A lot of lying going on. Um, so last night I went out just, just briefly, just briefly. Okay. Let's get into this, dude. Just briefly. I I meant to go have dinner and then they weren't serving the tacos at Buzz Ben last night. And the bartender, Kate was like, I do, do sell rolling rocks here. She's like, I know you like those. And I was like, yeah, right. Let me have one. And Buzz Ben Mike was in there. So I was like, all right, I'll have a beer and I'll talk to Mike. 
You know okay. what I mean? Okay. But that doesn't go like that. No, not with Mike it doesn't. No. Next thing I know, I'm six beers in, three shots of Jameson. He's tweeting out from the BuzzBin account, hey, bar status, five to one odds, Sansbury's not at work tomorrow. I'm like, dude, my boss is on Twitter, dude. Like, if I call in sick now, he's going to know. What's the matter with you? Did not need that one. Did you put on a costume yesterday? Yeah. Tell me about what happened here, dude. You are the most non-costume person I've ever met in my life. No, I think I think we're going the other way. I think we are. I think I, no. I think we are, dude. I, so so over over Christmas time, they made me be Santa. Mm-hmm. And I was Santa. And when he says they made me be Santa, they Stans- asked me to be Santa. Stansberry decided to be Santa. Stansberry's like, I want to be Santa. I want to be Santa. Okay, so, so I was Santa. You were Santa at the Christmas now, party. I guess we should go all the way back. I wasn't allowed to take part in Halloween as a kid. Again, because before social media judged you, it was churches that did it. Okay. And my father was a minister. And before Twitter timelines, there were church pews. And that's who judged you. Right? And we weren't allowed to listen to the rock music. We weren't allowed to take a part in the devil's holiday. We weren't. because Because his congregation was filled with religious weirdos that believed things. Right. that, That were crazy. You know what I mean? No, God was pissed and a sandstorm happened. No, they didn't have Doppler back then, and they had no idea wind was coming around the corner, but whatever, right? So, like, that was the thing. Like, we weren't allowed. So, I never really got the taste of, like, Halloween, because I wasn't allowed to really do it as a kid. So, my entire life, I've always felt awkward and out of place in costumes. Well, then Christmas comes, I do that whole thing, whatever, and then I'm just sitting at Buzzman last night, and Kate, the bartender, says to me, she goes, "Wear wear the taco costume. What? She didn't even ask. There was no re- They weren't even selling the tacos. <laughs> I think it was just like, I bet if we put six double Rolling Rock cans in Stansbury, I bet we can get them to do dumb things. And I have to admit, Kate is fantastic <laughs> at getting me to do dumb things. That girl is fantastic at it. Like, legitimately, every time I see her, she's like, tequila? And I hate that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, all right, absolutely. I guess let's do that. Like, she's so good at getting me to do dumb stuff. So, yeah, I was walking around Buzzman last night with a taco costume. <laughs> what the hell, dude? I woke up this morning, checked my social media timelines. There's Stansberry. It's almost 11 o'clock at night in a taco costume. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to get hammered and put a taco costume on. <laughs> sometimes that's got to happen. Dan.Sansbury on Instagram is how you see that one, by the way. That's, uh, ah, you know what? I should probably put it on the show's Facebook page, too, right? Now probably. That, now that we just told the whole school about it. Probably. Are you going to go out for First Friday tonight? Uh, yeah, definitely plan on going out for First Friday tonight. It's the uh, it's the night to do it. I mean, it's I like think the night in Canton. There's you know there's definitely a point of well you should always go to First Friday and you yeah, should. Yeah, you I should. mean you know downtown's a happening spot, um, but there's just so much stuff that happens tonight. I uh, I think you're a fool to miss out on this one. Of course, there's going to be a lot of people, but dude, it's almost a guarantee. There's going to be some gold gold jackets out there rubbing elbows, you know, doing that thing. I so, ran into Jerry Rice once on the, on, on the street corner one First Friday for for Hall. Fame week. It's just inevitable. So, like, yeah, dude. He you also sh- jogs past my house a lot. You should come out when you're, when he's in town. He jogs past my house a lot. I don't know, he must stay right there at the McKinley or somewhere close because he jogs downtown quite a bit. Jerry Rice does. I, uh, the one year I saw him like three times. Um, and although I know, I hear also he uh, he likes to stay in Glenmore because he's a golf fanatic. So that's probably actually where he stays. Um, Jerry actually a pretty damn good golfer. I got to go out tonight too. A buddy of mine was like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna go. And I'm like, dude, like what? Like what? Like if they if I just said to you, dude, Los Angeles is here once and it's in your backyard, you're not gonna right, go. Right, this is your opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna go. Like gonna, you gotta gotta go. It's gonna be good weather. It's not gonna be sweltering ass heat. And as always, you know, uh, downtown Canton has the uh, the the refreshments that you can take outside. So like, dude, this is the perfect night to come to downtown Canton here.
Oh, Jesus, dude. I completely forgot. And what? here I am looking at myself in this taco costume, and yeah. I completely forgot. Yeah. That is... That is that is not good. No, it's not the it's not the most flattering picture or the most flattering you know like taco outfit there. I was just like, well, what is then, this guy doing? Well, then as I'm taking it off, they point to the, like the front door and they go, "That's the guy that wore it last." And I, was oh. like, and I wanted to throw up in my mouth. I hope he's not listening right no, now. No, but no, dude, you don't want to get in a sweaty taco with another dude. No, mm, no, no. That's its own. No. That's its own se- section of Pornhub, dude. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. even you don't even want to be a part of that. I was gonna make the nah, never mind. I'm just <laughs> I'm not. I'm not entering tacos after other dudes is enough. <laughs> Believe me, I'm trying to do enough of that tonight. I don't I don't need any more of it. I don't need to be wearing it. Uh, we will be right back with more Sandsbury Show. You guys, hang on. One oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock one oh six nine. We uh. We posted this photo of me in a taco suit. <laughs> Even saying it makes me feel weird. Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. It's also on my Instagram, Dan.Sansbury is how you find that. And uh, dedicated listener of the show, Amy, wanted to know, and this is how you know she listens a lot. Okay. She goes, are these the baby steps to you telling us that eventually you're going to be a furry? Ugh. No. I am I am anti the furries. Mm. I don't get the furries. I feel like there's something wrong with the furries. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, you know, I'll put on this costume. All right, I'll put on this costume. All right, I'll have sex with a mask on, and then all of a sudden, dude, Stansberry dressed up like a Pikachu or something like that, just banging have had it out. Sex with masks on. Have done that. Getting closer and closer, my friend. Have uh, yeah, I mean, do role play in the bedrooms, all right? Getting closer and closer. Now just. Role play yourself in a giant Pikachu costume. Nah, I think, dude, two people dressed as squirrels trying to bang it out. I don't know. It's weird. Try to find a nut. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, dude, I do plenty of weird things in my sex, too. So, you know what I mean? The furry thing's kind of a joke. I don't care if you want to yeah, put on a rabbit suit and bang each other out. I don't What do I care? Consenting adults, dude. Do your thing. Yeah, just don't sleep with kids. Yeah. yeah. We got a pretty liberal line here, right? Right, right. Make sure that they want to have sex with you and make sure they're not a minor and do whatever you want in your yeah. life. It's pretty much, dude. We're pretty, you know, we're pretty easy here at the Stansbury Show. Don't smack women around. Yeah, not right? not tough there. Do, do pretty simple. Not all that hard. You know what I mean? Don't rape people. Don't no, have okay. sex with that's, the kids. That's reasonable. Yeah, you know reasonable. What I mean? Don't like grab a waitress's ass when you know. Just basically, don't be awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically it. That's all you gotta do. You don't even have to be good. You no. Just, no. You no, 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 no. It's like, yeah, we don't need you to be good. Just don't be bad. <laughs> like that's all. This radio show is purgatory. It's all it is. It's first Friday, dude. If you didn't know we were phoning it in on yesterday, what the hell is the matter with you? I mean, dude, that's what you should have known. Although, you know what I do get to do next week? What is that? That I'm super pumped about. I got called yesterday, got the offer, and have agreed to do it. Yes, it's play golf. But it's, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, but it, I, it, I've, I've never played at the quarry, okay. which people always shake their head at me when I say that, but I, n- I never have. Um, but my good buddy, Albert Wooden from Save 22, awesome, reached out to me yesterday and said, look, me, you, I got a couple of other vets that are, are recently home, I believe, um, have recently served. He's like, I know you kind of want to get involved with this and kind of want to be doing this. He's like, I got it all taken care of. He's like, can you meet us at the quarry next Thursday? And I said, absolutely, I can. He's like, cool, I'm going to get you hooked up with some vets. You're going to get to play nice. some golf with some vets. And I'm nice. so pumped. Um, it, it's, it's a way for me to spend an afternoon doing what I love and also get to hang out with people that I'm super appreciative of. That's win-win in my book. How, how have you never played at the quarry before? Like, I, it's a Canton golf course. Yeah, it's a Canton legend golf course, yeah. too. Like, that's just it. It's, like, it. it's pretty legendary. Here's the thing. For, for so much of the time, the game's been back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, the quarry, I'm sure, is worth every penny, but it's a little bit more expensive. Expensive than 
right. a typical golf course. So when you're doing that, you're like, well, do I really want to go risk it and then have it be one of my off days? Right. But I can tell you this. So I played all last week, played great. Got to Friday. It didn't go so well. Then I went to the driving range Saturday. It didn't go so great. But I went to the tournament yesterday, and I was like, and I said to a woman at the tournament yesterday, I said, this is the crazy thing about coming to a golf tournament. I've been to a 1,000 NBA games. I've never once, while in an NBA game, thought to myself, I need to shoot some free throws when I get home. Get out there. Go take <laughs> some shots. I've, I've never once been like, dude, I need to work on this jumper. Never. Like, that's never happened. I've been to a million football games. I've never sacked anybody in my life, right? But I go to the golf tournament, I'm like, I want to hit my eight iron, but I want to hit my eight. So, like, I went to the driving range last night, and I loved how I hit every club in the bag. Jesus, dude, what were you yesterday? Where were you? You went from you went from going to the Bridgestone to 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 going playing golf to getting hammered at Buzzpin. When did you do your job yesterday? I didn't. (laughs) Why do you think we're talking about this right now? Hey, before we get off Canton stuff, um, there was two things that I got brought drawn attention to yesterday. If Um, it's the cop, we're doing that later. No, 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 no. It was was, we talked about the um uh, the curfew where kids had to. So what that's all about and why that gets enforced during Hall of Fame week. Well, I guess what it is, is a lot of people will stay overnight for the parade. They will go out there on Cleveland trying to get the that's best seat true. possible. They do do that. And that's what they're trying to break or like to cut down on. The that's, best seat possible in a parade? That's what I think too, dude. I'm is, like, if you are if you are spending overnight on Cleveland Avenue for that parade seat, bro, you deserve it. Guys, the best seat for the parade is your living room. So like so that when when somebody said that to me, I was like, oh, because they don't want they don't want fifteen year olds out there on Cleveland Avenue all, all right. after. Well, you all know what? Night. I never thought of that, but yeah, I can see it, dude. I live right down there, and yeah. People do like once they put those bleachers up. People like just kind. Of, well, first of all, people sleep on them for about a week, oh, and then they kind of like tired. you know what I mean. Yeah, but people. I mean, dude, look, that's where they're. <laughs> that's where they're at. It's I mean, fine. You know what I mean. I get to sleep inside. They can sleep right there. I'm fine with okay. it. But like, I could see that because you're right. I remember the first year I moved down here, and I drove down Cleveland, and I was like, "It's one thirty in the morning. What the hell are these people doing?" And somebody said to me, "Oh, they're waiting for the parade." What? What? And I wanted to pass out ACT tests. I was like, <laughs> I need to, like, I, like, come on, get some scores. I, I, I want to see numbers. I, I, because I was like, who? But again, I do dumb things all the time. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, y- y- you sit there, like, the same person would be like, dude, you're going to, because I want to see a parade, you'll spend $60 to go swing a stick at a right. small ball. Who's the real idiot? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like uh, one of those things. I don't know. People, people, if you're sleeping on Cleveland Avenue and you don't have to, I don't know. I feel like that's got to know. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, if you want to sleep on Cleveland Avenue, just wait a few years. This is Canton. Your job's going to get <laughs> you know, moved or sold or erased. Just wait, dude. Any minute now, you'll be sleeping on Cleveland Avenue. You're, why are you in a rush? Slow down. Enjoy these times. The good years. Enjoy them. Plenty of time for you to be hungry on the street. That's all coming next. More Stansberry Show is on the way next at Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I have to do something now I wish I didn't. Um, but if I don't do this story, I'll get accused of being a libtard. Okay. And I'll be accused of, oh, you want to jump up and down on Urban Meyer, but you won't do this. 
Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm an Ohio State fan. I don't want Urban Meyer fired. I just know what the standard of the country is. And we've seen other people lose their jobs over this. But this is a little telling here because this woman is not going to lose her job. As a matter of fact, the organization that has recently hired her has doubled down and said, no, 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 no. Yeah, we, yeah, we get it, but she's staying. This is the New York Times now has hired a member for their editorial board who has had some not so great things to say via social media. And they're pretty ugly. They're repugnant. But they're allowed. And it's because of who she said it about. This is a problem with our side of the aisle. With my side of the aisle. I shouldn't say ours. I don't know who's listening right now. And I only lean on that side a little bit. I believe in picking people off the ground and pushing them down. It's probably wrong. So I lean a little bit that way, right? But we are the biggest hypocrites in the world. Liberals and Democrats are. We are. There's no denying it. We will move the goalposts whenever we want, and we will we will job hunt and tear down when we want. But when we want somebody to be able to keep their job, then we change how we say these things. Like as a matter of fact, the editor of Vox called this woman her tweets were expressive versus hate filled. The way it would have been had I written this about another group of people. As a matter of fact, if I said into a microphone about a group of people word for word these tweets. I wouldn't be allowed to finish this show today. There's two hours left. If I said what she said into this microphone, I don't get to finish this hour. But she's going to continue to be a member of the editorial board of the New York Times. And this is what I've been saying for a year. Liberals job hunt better via social media than conservatives do. I don't know why it is. I don't know. I don't know why it is. But for some reason, when liberals cry on social media, it gets paid attention to. And when other people do, when the other side does, not so much. That is wrong and should be fixed. So let's look at some of the things this woman had to say, shall we? Dumbass effing white people making up the internet, or I'm sorry, marking up the internet with their opinions like dogs urinating on fire hydrants. Are white people genetically predisposed to burn faster in the sun, thus logically being only fit to live underground like groveling goblins? Wow. Wow. Dude, imagine if I had referred to a to a you know a class as groveling goblins. Hashtag fired. We all know that. Her next tweet. Hashtag cancel white people. What does that mean? What does hashtag cancel white people? To me, that sounds like, oh yeah, genocide. Way to go, New York Times. Way to go. No, you th- Oh man, it's kind of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. I dare you to get on Wikipedia and play things white people can definitely take credit for. It's really hard. White men are BS. No one cares about women. You can threaten anyone on the internet except cops. Now, there's a couple of truths in that one a little bit. I just realized why I can't stand watching Breaking Bad or Battlestar Galactica. It's because the premise of both is just white people being miserable. Well, then... I would think you would love those. This sounds like this is what you want. White people have stopped breeding. You'll all go extinct soon. This was my plan all along. These are hate-filled. And I don't care. I want you to understand that I don't care. But my problem is, is that I don't get this same benefit. 
that the same people who are like, oh, just relax, she was just tweeting, would be the same people on my boss's front lawn demanding I be removed from my position. Why is this okay? Why is it okay to do this? The answer, of course, America, is it is not. But yet it will be. New York Times is going to... And dude, so this, I'm no Trump supporter. Everybody knows I voted the other way. Now, I don't hate the president the way a lot of people do. I don't. Okay, I know some of you think I do. I don't. But I'm no supporter. But dude, I think he rings the, the fake news bell too, too often. But when they make hires like this, what am I supposed to think? You ideally, if you were the one who was making the way things they were, nobody would be fired over anything she, they say. She would, she would still have her job, and Urban Meyer would still have his. In my world, yes. So you're you're okay hire? I mean, because this is racist, right? You're okay for sure. It's racist. So you're okay hiring racist? I would not hire this racist. I would not hire her. I would not. I don't. For me, I don't love this. Some dude in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, can retweet something and bitch about it and then get somebody fired 10 states away. That I don't like. I really don't. Even when it's just? No, I don't love it. I really don't. I really don't love the the, the, the people on the sidelines deciding who works and who I really don't. I, I really hate it because it's left too much up to your emotion in the moment, not how you really feel. So if you're not, if you wouldn't hire this woman, but, I would not hire her. But you're okay with the overall concept of somebody hiring her. You just don't want people to complain about it. No, what I'm saying is, is that if Urban Meyer's got to go because wrongdoing was done, then this woman can't stay the editorial on the editorial board of the New York Times. If you're asking me, I 100 percent agree with that. I know where you're at. I know where you do. You are normally pretty decent on this kind of stuff. You should. They should not hire this woman. But they're gonna, and they've already dug their heels in and said, "Look, no, we're standing by her. They're standing by." This. They put out the statement yesterday to stand by her. This is crazy. So you wonder why the president gets up and says things like failing New York Times? You wonder why? When they make boneheaded, ass-backwards, dumbass moves like this one? I told you during the election that America is sick and tired of being called racist when they have a different opinion than you do. And yet when this, but this woman can do this, quit calling us racist when we disagree with you. So are you calling her racist? Uh, she is racist. She wrote racism down, bro. She is racist. She called for genocide of a race. She is racist, bro. But thinking differently politically and then just going, well, yeah, you think that way because you're a bigot is what's become trendy these days. Can she say that these were jokes? Can she say that these were not meant to be, that they're tweets and if that's... If that's a good enough response, well, you don't take the president's tweet seriously. Why no. should you take my tweet seriously? No. Again, no. The president should not tweet the way he does. Okay? But again, don't... The one thing happened. We can stay focused on the thing... We can stay focused on Sarah Zhang. Because Sarah Zhang happened. So we can talk about that. Because it happened. And they're standing by her. This is the same rag that if somebody was to defend... I don't know... Pick one. Pick one of the celebrities that's lost their job over Roseanne. The New York Times would have... What's different what this woman said than what Roseanne said? Nothing, really. Ultimately, at the end of the day, nothing. As a matter of fact, these tweets are way, way, way worse. But we took a comedic genius off the air. We took a, we took a once-in-a-lifetime female comedian... In the age of female empowerment, we took away the world's most popular female comedian over a tweet. But the New York Times is going to stand by this woman. This is what I've been saying about the social media job hunting. It's obnoxious because it's not fair. It's one-sided. What do I always say when I talk about Twitter? 
The game is rigged, bro. If you're not a woman or a minority, you are the devil via Twitter. And that's what makes that site absolute 100% total trash. And it's why they're down 17% over the last three months. That's why people are leaving the medium. That's why users, end users, down. Because America's starting to wake up. You're starting to get a sniff of it. Why, dude, Facebook's down. Instagram is down. Twitter's down. They're all down. You know why? Because you're starting to wake up and you're realizing that all this thing is is a loaded gun pointed at your head waiting for the next crybaby mafia to pull the trigger to take you out out back like old yeller. I've been telling you for two years, if your job doesn't require you to be on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, you should get off these things right now. That hurts my business. As a matter of fact, dude, the more you're on this stuff, the easier my job is. But I'm telling you for your own good. I told you before the Urban Meyer thing happened. If you don't think the Twitter crybaby mafia is coming after something you love, just wait. They will. And sure enough, there it is. Sarah Zhang, though, going to work for the New York Times. Guys, I got to tell you. Dude, you better hope Mike Rowe doesn't run because you're going to get clocked in the next election. You better pray he doesn't run because you're going to get smoked. But that's right. You already lost the last election. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Well, welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Now, I normally like things being made all about me. Right? I like to be the center of attention. All right. Kind of hard to get to this job if you don't. Kind of need to be a little bit of a ham. But right now, we got to make this piece of this show about somebody else. Speaking of ham. And that's our chubby little buddy. <laughs> and that's what we call him. Because when we first started working here, we called him Chubbs. He didn't like it. He didn't like Chubbs. Did not like it. As a matter of fact, he screamed at me in the hallway the one day, Quit calling me Chubbs, you disrespectful dick! And I was like, well, that's probably not the way to get me to stop calling you Chubbs. I don't know why that name just makes me laugh. Like if I ever have to move markets ever again, like if I have to like move to like Iowa and do radio, I'm dude, I'm Chubbs for sure. That's the name for sure. But it's Chubbs' birthday. Chubby little buddy. It's his birthday. Keith Kennedy. Happy birthday, Keith Kennedy. Neon trees maybe playing the parking lot. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Remember when this show was 90% Keith Kennedy impersonation? That's all we could do, dude. We didn't have anything else. It was four years ago, right now. We didn't know anything about one another. <laughs> so we were just like, I don't know you. You don't know me. We don't know what we think about anything yet. Yeah, Keith is kind of fat, right? Pretend to be Keith Kennedy. It's going to be fun. Yeah, that was like the whole show back then was uh, was was doing Keith Kennedy thank impersonations. You. Thank you for sticking around, people who listen back then. We, we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, like honestly, like when you first started playing this underneath, I was like, why is he doing that? And I was like, oh yeah, that was like the whole thing. <laughs> this was the whole thing. That was like the whole thing. You know what else uh, I just got reminded of just now? And what it was that? actually your girlfriend that reminded me. What is that? That uh, first Friday was actually a pretty big milestone for us. And uh, the first one we worked together... Uh, or while we were working together, apparently, I didn't even remember this, but apparently, dude, I got so drunk, I fell asleep on the sidewalk outside of Imperial Room. Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember going, I remember relieving myself on 4th Street up the street by the shops, and I remember you walking up the street going, bro, dude, you can't do that here. Like, dude, no, 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 you can't do that here. That's not really an alley. You can drink in the streets, but you can't do that here. Um, Yeah, uh, I remember that one. So four years ago, we were a relatively new show. I mean, at this point, probably two months together, and what happened there is we went out that night, and- I didn't uh, live here yet. No, you didn't live here, and we were going to be in the parade the next morning. So Stansberry, you know, and I went out, and I, dude, I can remember we both got rocked, dude. Hammered. I think it was, I think it was just like 
okay, we like each other now, and we both kind of like had gotten two or three paychecks, so we weren't like, oh my god, rolling quarters just to, to put Cut gas drugs in our you thing. Do. Right, 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 right. We're feeling no. each other out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, getting to know each other. A little and bit. so, and so, what eventually happens is, yeah, you fell asleep outside the imperial room. I had just started not even dating my girlfriend. I think this was just kind of like us, like once again feeling each other out, and. You, That's not exactly how I remember. You ended up passed out, dead on my couch. Yeah, dude. just absolutely one hundred percent. Like, and so the next morning, I'm waking up and I'm trying to get my act together, trying to go to this parade, trying to go see Dick Buckus and like you know uh, some guy playing the French horn and walking. Oh, and God, I'm like, terrible. I'm like Stansberry, 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 let's go, dude. And you're just like, no, nope. no, and yeah, no. I now here's the thing. I did skip it on purpose. I knew it was gonna make my bosses freak out. And I also knew, and it did, it totally worked. I also knew it was going to make all the competing radio stations tweet about me. And they all did. They were all like, oh my God, what kind of show host skips the, the Hall of Fame parade? Well, I'm skipping it this year too. Skipped it last year too. And I said, and I told my boss when he called me freaking out, I said, dude, what do most people in the city do Hall of Fame parade day? Most people don't go. A lot of people go, but the bulk of the city does not. So ultimately, what am I doing? What most of the city does. So I, I was like, I don't think they're going to hate me over that. I was like, and the competition's going to tweet about it and try to make it this huge deal. And in the end, what will matter? The show will be good. Their shows are not. We will win. They're going to draw the attention to us for us because I know you're not going to buy me a billboard. I know you're not about to do that. I know you're not about to put my name on the side of the van. I know you're not about to do that. So let me then go out and I'll make people talk about us. And sure enough, it worked. The PDs at the competing radio station spent weeks tweeting about it, about how disrespectful of, how terrible I was, how this, how I'm going to flame out, how it's going to be six months and he'll be out of here. Meanwhile, dude, what did I tell you was going to happen? That both their morning shows would end up without a job and that this show would end up dominating this market the way it has and it has. And that's because you guys show up and listen to it every day. And uh, I don't know why that is. I guess we should probably start checking you guys out. <laughs> but I really, dude, I hope people come to First Friday tonight. I want, I want people to come down. That's my favorite part of my job is when I get to meet you and I get to find out what it is you do and like what makes people tick. Because that, honestly, in the end, all joking aside, it helps me put together a better program. If I get a better understanding of who it is everybody is, it's like, oh, okay, you know what I should do here? I should probably do a little bit more of this. And if I add, ah, maybe if I brought a little bit more of this into this and added just a, maybe a list, oh, take this away maybe, maybe things can get better for everybody. Plus, we can all get drunk and have fun and point it and laugh at how tall Fantone is. And maybe I'll fall asleep outside of Imperial. Maybe you'll wear a taco suit again, dude. Who knows? Not uh, maybe. It's, it's unlimited. Not maybe. I'm wearing nothing but that taco suit. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody's coming. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106 Knock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I am a little terrified right now, Fantone. All right. Now, I am appreciative of any time somebody likes the program and wants to do something nice for us. Okay? Yeah. But the front desk lady brings donuts every Friday. She's like, hey, Stan, uh, fat boy, here's your donut. And I was like, all right, nice. Yeah, the 80-year-old lady, she calls me fat boy. That's the way it works. And she's like, a listener left three packages for you up at the front desk. That makes me nervous. So, dude, I brought them in here. One of them is like a yellow envelope that is pretty heavy, multiple things in it. Okay. And then Anthrax there's, being one of them. Then there's two... Like huge framed pictures of some sort. So I don't, dude. 
I want. I'm doing this because if I blow up, I want you blowing up. Is essentially what what I'm doing right here. I need a mask or something. I, want, I don't want to I, breathe this in. I want you blowing up. What is it? Okay, no, we've seen. Yeah, there's. Okay, this is the United States Marine Corps heroes. Remember, this guy sent us this last. Okay, time, a little history of the of the Marine Corps. We have a, we have another one of those books. All right, yeah, you have the United States of America little box. Oh, I want are these like cufflinks or something? This guy's. What we got in there? Every medal has a ribbon, but not every ribbon has a medal. This guy sent me like a medal. Feel weird about that. I mean, I, this is like. I mean, if I display this in my home, that's a lot like what I always say about stolen valor, right? Like, I don't. I mean, I'm appreciative of it. It's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what kind of medal. I don't this know what is. medal that is. So let's open one of these photos and find out what's in this. For military merit, it says on the back of this. Okay. I don't know what that. I don't know what that. Oh, and this kind of gives us like the. Oh, this gives you all the ranking, uh, like whatever's on the shoulder. It's a photo. It's framed. Whatever the stripes are, uh, you know, three up, three down, kind of tells you what all of that stuff is. That's kind of cool. That's nice to have. That'll help clear up some conversations I'm sure we've had in the past. Let's find out what this last thing is, and then we'll uh, move forward. But I just, I was like, it's not Christmas. It's not my birthday. No, you're not Keith Kennedy. I No, it is Keith Kennedy's birthday. It is. Maybe they got mixed up. Maybe they just like me better. No, it's all right. So, yeah, we have a little piece of paper explaining this. Look how big this thing is. This is the decorations and awards of the U.S. Armed Services. This is what all the medals are, what they mean, and how you won them. And a very nice framed photo. This is pretty awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting that. I didn't. No, know. no, 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 no. Dude, I was expecting anthrax in these things. I was expecting some sort of explosive, bro. I was a little concerned. Can't always get what you want there, Phantom, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I saw this, and I believe this because I know a guy who this happened to. All right. Who ran into this in one of your homes. Not Phantom's. Okay. One of you people's homes. Okay. <clears throat> the CDC tweeted out the other day, we say this because people do it. That's how the tweet started. Don't wash or reuse condoms that's pretty gross that's pretty gross but what it makes me think of more than anything is why does some dude that doesn't have four bucks having more sex than i am yeah (laughs) (laughs) Why, why, why is that happening why are you having more sex than i am and second i do have a story about a guy a friend of mine um who was a repair dude and he would go into your home and like repair your washing machine and that kind of stuff and one time, it was, I think it was the washing machine. Like, it broke, and they called him, and he came out to fix it. And he took, like, the ring that's inside those things out or whatever. He said to me, Sansbury, he goes, it had to be thousands of condoms. And I was like, what? I was like, why would people wash condoms? And his feeling was, and I, he did, he's like, dude, I don't know I'm right. He said, but my best guess is, is that this couple wasn't using them together. That this was like a flop house where people came and did drugs and like okay. and then were having sex in the bedrooms and they were just gonna they thought that they would do like their own like we'll pass out the condom program, but they're gonna I mean, dude, imagine how bad your life has to be to where you care about 
sex protection, but not so much that you want your own very first use condom. Yeah, it, this is a very confusing thing here for me where I'm, I want to pat you on the back because you are trying to prevent an unplanned pregnancy or STDs and either way, I don't want people, you Admirable know. Admirable on yeah, some level. Both of those things I think we need to, as a society, like support. Like, yeah, I don't want you having herpes and I don't want you having a I'm child right that, that you don't want. Love it. But... <laughs> You bring up a point of like condoms four dollars, and that's for like premium brand condoms. Those are Trojans yeah, we're talking about, as opposed to like cheap condoms. Hear that, my? I use premium condoms, uh, dude. I, I guess okay. So you 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 use your condom, and okay. I'm assuming that you are finishing in the reservoir tip. The reservoir tip. Okay? Everybody knows that. I'm, well, I'm expecting that as opposed to the rip and rub. You know what I'm saying? Because there's two different ways you can finish there. One, you know, rip yeah, and rub. I one got it. I got it. Tip. So I'm assuming that most of this is going to be reservoir tipped. What, are you squeezing it out and then putting it mm. inside out and washing it? How? Like, I don't, I don't understand how this is happening. And how are these condoms not breaking once you start washing them? I would figure... No, this is just me. I would figure the drying process is more where the trouble goes bad with the ripping of the condom. Yeah, because once once you get a, a, them in bulk and water, and they're kind of, they're not bound, you know what I mean? Like I feel they might. I can't believe I'm thinking this far into this, but uh, but the dryers where it really goes bad. But maybe they were hang drying them in the backyard. Maybe they, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe they had the pins in them and then things were good. I can't believe no. I can believe that this happens. Oh sure, sure. But I can't believe this happens enough that this became a story. Well, I can believe it happened to a guy who was fixing a machine. I can't believe it happens enough to where the CDC needs a tweet about it. Right, like where this is a a common enough problem. I, if if it's enough that the CDC needs to tweet about it, somebody in our listening audience is doing this and it's just like how do you how do you reapply the condom okay so like we've somehow or another we've washed it and dried it without it getting brittle and snapping or anything like that but you can't roll it back up like it initially is out of the package right well i've never tried to put a condom back on i don't have any, i've never done this either i've lied about putting it on the first time <laughs> i've never tried to put it on the second time i literally have never done that there is more stansbury show we have george throw good tickets you'll get hooked up on that guest list that will be next on rock 106.9 dan stansbury and his boy wonder matt fantone at last two heroes the stansbury shine yo guys fans home from the stansbury show here honor fighting championship bringing mma action back to the flats that's right it is honor fighting championship six it is fight night at nautica and all goes down august 18th up in cleveland now listen tickets are already moving fast i don't want you to get shut out so go get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com the lineup is already stacked and it includes friend of the stansbury show uh the vanilla gorilla nick brashear he'll be making his mma pro debut at fight night you don't want to get shut out on this dude tickets still available uh including vip packages get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com nine welcome back to the stands show we're on rock 106.9 pass out those thorough good tickets we'll actually gonna just put you on the guest list the show's tonight at the hard rock we'll get you into that here momentarily i saw this and uh what a good story out of canton where an officer saved a dude's life and uh it just every time I read stuff like this, it just reminds me like of a job I should not do, which is being a cop. But a man, I guess, had been perched over a ledge over sixty-two there, and uh, a cop then grabbed his hand and said, "I'll be there for you, brother. I swear." Uh, the young man in tears slid further away, but the cop refused to give up. It was a twenty. 20- 
two-minute ordeal. They say that took place around uh, 3.15 in the afternoon. This is back in July. Um, it ended with the officer then bear-hugging him and then preventing him from jumping over, like, uh, over the railing overall. Which, again, I always say this about that job. Did you wake up, you put that uniform on, you put the belt on, the pistol goes on the waist, and then you get in that car and you go, and it goes from everything from, hey, you kids get off the street corner, to let me bear hug this dude so he doesn't jump off this bill. You know what I mean? Like, I just, the randomness of that job every day would make me a little crazy. Yeah, and the the moments that you're dealing with of... This dude was obviously at his all-time low or damn well close to it. And just the fact that you have to be able to kind of like navigate those waters and and, and make that connection with somebody in that moment who is obviously at the bottom of their their barrel there. Yeah, dude, absolutely amazing story. He says here, the next day I realized how much danger we were really in. Uh, He says, I'm no hero. I was just doing my job. I disagree with you, but I understand where that sentiment comes from. Says I was in fear for his life and I was in fear of my own. When this was going on, I didn't hear anything but his voice and my own. Meaning, he, dude, everything else kind of blocks out. You're just kind of like hyper focused on the moment, and I can imagine that is true. And you would, you would, you know, I, I think there's probably a little bit of in that moment you didn't think you were necessarily in danger, um, but of course you were, dude. If you're holding on to somebody who's about to jump over a bridge, I mean, God only knows what Yeah, there's a there's a million different ways that can go wrong. He says here he didn't even know until after the whole thing was over that the firefighters had shown up and tied an orange rope around him. He said he was so focused on what he was doing, he didn't even realize they had like that, that was happening. Roped him wow. off that he would be okay. Which is, I guess is kind of good, right? I mean, like he's staying that much in the moment, that focused on the task at hand. I've, I, I, I think there's probably two ways to think about that. That yes, that laser focus can work. Um, there's also probably a little bit of like you need to have a bigger picture of what's going on around you. But yeah, I mean, you know, this 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 obviously ended up well. Yeah, this cop has uh, been on the force since 1998. He's worked with the majority of his career in the patrol division. However, he's also been a member of the gang task force and more recently had been trained on a bunch of crisis intervention stuff. And uh, that was Lieutenant John Bosley that told us that. I, I, I believe this man's name is, is it Gibran Bakersville? I do not know. Gibran? I believe it's Gibran Baskerville, which um, I, I believe is, is how you say his name. But, dude, shout out to you. Nice job. Well done. Again, I I hate to reiterate it, but I just, like, this job can be a little rant. I don't always know what I'm going to have to talk about, but I know what it is I'm going to have to do. Like, I got to get up, I got to put my shoes on, I got to drive the 10 minutes to get in the office, and then I got to, you know, bitch about Twitter, and then, you know, I got to give away George Thoreau a good ticket. You know what I mean? Like, I can kind of figure it out. My job's not going to throw me that many curveballs. Like, okay, yeah, maybe, like, an explosion happened here. Maybe I got to get boned up on something serious here versus something, you know, you know, so juvenile. Yeah, that. We all kind of have that. But the your job can go from, well, I mean, yeah, for an hour you got to drive down this road and then you know, who knows then where, you know what I mean? Then then you might have to like take your gun out, then you might have to stop somebody from jumping off a bill. I just I don't get it. Yeah, I'm sure there's times of great boredom where it's like, "Oh my god, dude, I have to drive up and down here again." And then all of a sudden it's this moment of like intense action. This is an interesting experiment into uh, into the life of a police officer. Like we're really good friends with a Canton police officer, Officer Lamar Sharp. He's a good buddy of ours, good friend of the program. And I don't know what his last week has been like, but my guess is pretty random, a lot like this. That if I took any one particular police officer, let's say it's a month, and I had them write down everything that the job required of them to do for a month, 
and then listed that in the newspaper as a job opening versus telling you, hey, you can join this police force. If I wrote down everything they had to do this last month and I wrote that in the newspaper in the job description, what would that have to pay to get you to apply to do it? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, when you put it like that, it's crazy. CPD, I know they're having a hard time finding applicants for the job. Sure. I think the um, I think the numbers are down significantly. I would have to imagine all of the country. All we've done for two years is call every police force in the entire country racist. Of course, nobody wants to join to be be accused of that. I can't I can't be shocked that 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 enrollment is down. We've done nothing but demonize police for two years in this country. So of course. Yeah, it sucks. We need them. I said it in the onset of the, the when all this stuff started to happen a couple of years ago. I said, yeah, there, there's going to be some bad apples in these groups for sure. So, but what happens when they all just take the gun and the badge off, set them in the middle of the street and say, fine, Susan, you do it. <laughs> what happens then? Then we're all screwed. Nice job, man. Most Canton police officers I know that I've encountered or have I had to deal with are normally kind of on the up and up. I feel like we kind of get, like, do we get a little lucky here with that? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely focused on community policing, which is a big difference maker when it comes to community and police relationships there. Um, if you are looking for a way to support Canton Police Department, uh, tonight would be a fantastic night to do it. Um, Stansbury just mentioned our good buddy, Officer Lamar Sharp. Yeah. He's got a foundation called the Be a Better Me Foundation. Uh, works with young people, middle school age primarily and kind of gives them that you know that positive push in the right direction they are doing a a backpack drive where they're getting together you know school supplies for underprivileged youth in the canton area um so stop by his location the uh, be a better me building right there next to uh basil on market and uh make a donation of you know damn it now I gotta stop in there when I'm on my way to get sushi because I can't be like, yeah, I missed it. Colored pencils, glue sticks, scissors, you know, school supplies. The only thing I will say is they already have all the backpacks purchased. They're looking for actual supplies to go in the backpack. Go in the backpack there. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I like Lamar. Yeah, I'll probably stop by the dollar store, pick some stuff up, get some pencils, shove them in there, do the right thing. Do the right thing, right there, Sandsbury. Do, the right do the right thing. Do the right thing. Spike Lee joint. All right, yeah, I guess we'll pass out those store store good tickets. Ready? No, let's do it next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have those George Thoroughgood tickets. He's playing tonight. Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you on the guest list here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. It is Friday. It's also First Friday. A lot of people are going to be downtown. Um, and so this may help you, some of you single people. I have here what they, what, as according to women, what some of the best like opening up questions are. First date questions, break the ice questions, like those kind of things. It's hard for a lot of people. It is. You you want to be interesting, but you don't want to cross lines. So I'd like to see what this is. One woman says, I really like it when the guy asked me what was the last concert I went to. She said, because then you start talking about experiences. It's a broad question. You start talking. Now you get to find out a lot about somebody pretty quick about something insignificant. It's not necessarily like, where are you in row eight? It's like, you know, right. I mean, did you go see the tours? It's way, way different. And it probably keeps you in, in a long form conversation without like stepping on anybody's toes. It, that's an easy give and take conversation there, too, where you can listen to her for a while. And then you can talk for a while where it's like and think about what your answer is. Yeah, that's that's a great that's that really is. That's that. I think that's a one stuff right. There. That's a, that's a good question. Another woman says, I would love it if a guy asked me on a first date what my all time favorite book was. She goes, I admit that it's dorky. She's like, but 
at least that question shows me that he himself is literary. Okay. I mean, if you're in that... Well, if you're looking for somebody of the same mindset as you or that that likes the same things as you, I could see that being one of them. The thing is, I think it's going to come off as pretentious in most situations. I do. Do you think that it comes off as pretentious to people who read? Well, I, but, but that's the thing is like, so, hey, what, what, what was the last book that you read or what's your favorite book or something like that? And most people probably haven't read a book recently. So I think that is going to come off as a little bit like yeah, you run. Well, again, you're running the risk of somebody thinking you're pretentious because it's really how they feel about them because they haven't read a book in a while. But I, yeah, you're running the risk there. I, I like I've recently come to this problem where. I've really made a concentrated effort to be reading more, and I'm like, oh, I want to tweet about this book. Don't do it. And I'm like, dude, there's Don't. no there's no possible way to say something like, hey, I'm reading, without it coming off like, oh, look at you, you smarmy intellectual. I agree. Every, dude, dude, I can pick up a book to clean my apartment and walk it from one end of the room to the other, and I'm like, I should post a picture of me holding this thing. Right. And like, as soon as as soon as I get into that territory where I'm like, oh, and I wanted to really say, hey, I like this book, I recommend this book to you people, and it's it was just like, nah, don't do it, dude. And give them a Netflix Don't do show. it. Give him a Netflix show. Exactly. Uh, another good, great question here for your uh, for your like opening salvo conversations with the opposite sex. There, what was your worst job? Um, nobody likes talking about their actual job. They say yeah. so. You know, get people talking about their their worst job they ever had. And that probably puts you in a good mood because I'm going to assume your worst job was probably when you were younger, right? Yeah, but what if somebody looks right across the table and goes, "The one I'm in right now," and just starts unloading yeah. like drama on yeah, you? Yeah, that would. Suck. Like, dude, I say it all the time. We all play verbal roulette every day. When you ask somebody. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Nothing worse than when they actually tell you, right? Here it is. <laughs> Nothing's worse when they actually tell you. Nobody cares. Just say, yeah, I'll be fine. And I'm just good. keep going Life down good. the hallway. Marge, I don't need to know the story. Living the dream. That's all you got to say. People know what you're talking about. It's really a nightmare. Um, If you are going like worst job, like... I don't know, because you're right. What if it really is a crap job? I do. Like, most people feel, well, not only that, but most people don't. They're victims of the moment. And so, like, you will, if you hate your job now, you're just convinced it's the worst job you've ever had. Right, you're not going right. to, I don't think you're going to layer this right. I think you're just going to go, yeah, the Joe, let me tell you, my supervisor Sucks. right now is an idiot. And really, people don't want to hear you complain. They're looking for a funny story about youth. I agree. Right. You're looking for, like, oh, hey, you worked at that fast food. Pl- so did I. Too, so oh, oh, my God. God. That's crazy. You're right. If that goes into me currently bitch, are bitching about my current situation, that is, that's bad. That is, that a is bad. bad. I, and I would do anything that could limit that. Don't yeah, don't do that. I uh, what was the first music you purchased? That one I kind of okay. Because you're getting the best of both worlds there. Number one, you're talking about music, which you know most people feel positively about. Number two, you're talking about youth there. It gets you back into that moment of like, oh, it's fun. Life is good. You're looking back on life in a rose-colored glasses. That, that's smart. A couple of these other ones here. Another one was uh, this woman said a guy asked me to f Mary kill, but instead it was breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like, put them in that order. Like, kind of, which one do you do? Which one okay. do you marry? Which one okay. do you have sex with? Which one do you kill there? I think that's weird. I don't okay. Think, yeah, your food should have already been killed for you. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't what's the, it either. What's the, yeah, well, let's not get right. too judgmental. Sorry. What's the weirdest thing that's happened to you recently is another one. I think you're once again opening up a potential can of worms. Like, oh, the weirdest thing that happened to me is. Uh, dude, you're putting people on the spot to talk about things that were uncomfortable. Right. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, the weirdest thing that happened to me is, you know, they found this 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 lump and it's like, well, I, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, for me, I would always be looking for the charm and disarm. I would never be looking for the moment, for, for the question that's making them go, 
Dude, am I on a quiz show right now? Some of those are good for relationships where it's like you have already been three months in. Right. You've been together for I six agree. months and you're kind of at this point where I it's agree. like, are we are we in love or are we not in love or where are we? And this would be a good way. Some of these questions would be a good way to get deeper into that. But if you're doing that right out of the gate, that first question right out of your mouth, I, I don't agree with that. This woman says one of the best questions a guy ever asked me was if I could jump into a pool of anything, what would it be? Stupid. Right. What was that? What are we talking? I don't know. I mean, you're asking people to think outside the box. See, because again here, is it, well, I can't learn a little bit about you. Like, I can't learn, like, if you, because again, what I would want to see here was not necessarily your answer, but your willingness or easiness of answer given. Meaning, dude, if you strain and struggle with this, and I don't know, don't put me on the spot, then you're just kind of a dead dick person. You're probably yeah. going to be a dead lay. And so it's like, what am I doing this for? Pretty stupid question, though. I agree that there's some stuff that can work there. But, like, what do you want me to say? Pudding? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, kind of a, kind of a dumb question. Well, right? the answer is dollar bills, isn't it? I mean, okay. that's I was going to say water. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I like it. Right. I, uh, yeah, if you were a book, what would the story be? Um... Yeah, that's, that's that's on a first date. A guy asked this woman this, and I can't imagine this is a good idea. I'm glad I, st- I I clicked all the way through this. On a first date, a guy asked this woman, "How would you kill yourself?" <sighs> again, see again. I think first date going to death, suicide. Yeah, maca- wrong, 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 wrong. But six months into your relationship, and you're like, honey, I'm bored. I'm bored, too. You know what? <laughs> Since I fantasize about killing you all day, how would you off yourself? I understand. You're That's try- not a first date. Some stuff is like Wonderlick style here where you're trying to like throw them off or see what it is. But like you're on a date. You're not trying to psycho, you know, psycho, psychoanalyze this person. You're not trying to like, I don't know. If, 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 if these were being presented to me, there would be a little bit of like, dude, what, what are you talking about here? This uh, Another woman got asked what her favorite themed restaurant was. She thought it was really funny. Had to think about it a little bit. Um, I, I would struggle for, I know I just said, you know, I'd stay weary of people struggle for answers. I just, I don't eat at a lot of themed restaurants. So I, I, I would have struggled with that one myself another one of these here that i thought was really really interesting is what would be your shark tank idea because everybody's got a kind of got one of those where it's like you know what they should do you know what they should make like everybody's got a kind of got one of those yeah that's good that is a very good conversation you start talking to you find out the creativity level of the person sitting across from you that one i'm all about what your ambitions are i don't like it Especially on a first date, everybody's on, dude. Everybody lies for the first nine months they're they're, they're with. Them. Dude, everybody's, yeah. everybody's on their their best behavior. Everybody's gonna try to make this sound really really grand, which is why I like. What's the last concert you went to? Better. I feel like with a lot of these things, this would be like a decent. You, you come to this first date and you say like, yo, I got this list off the internet. You want to do this? Like, that would be fun. And then if there was a question that made you uncomfortable or something, you could be like, oh my god, I can't believe somebody would even ask that. But that way you're presenting it, you're kind of having it. I feel like this is kind of a good... Speed dating, essentially, a right? Little, a little, like, bone structure of, like, because, dude, how many people just struggle in that first conversation of like, what do we talk about? What do we do here? And that's when dudes start talking about sex. And that's where the mistakes start happening. Dude, the amount of time I have seen that. Well, whether being behind the bar bartending or standing at a bar ordering shots, like, dude, I want, dude, I guarantee you I see it tonight where a woman's wearing something, she's looking good, and a guy's like starting to talk to her, and he might have a shot. 
And then he just talks about blah, 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 boobs, blah, blah, blah. and then he just starts talking about this. Do so you like, do butt stuff? And it's like, why, why are you asking that? In the middle of this bar, what are we talking about? Oh, my God. It's First Friday. Just take her home at 3 o'clock. Start doing butt stuff. Nobody's going to walk <laughs> you back after First Friday. It's going to be fine. Yeah, the amount of times I watch guys shoot themselves in the foot because they think they're going to be, again, dude, the, the amount, what do I always say? The, all these articles always tell you, if you're not confident, fake confidence. Fake until you make. No, you're going to come off like a total and utter creepo weirdo. There's a dude, Fantone, and I both know he's not confident a lick, and nor should he be. But he isn't confident, and when he tries to do it, he's the exact example of what I'm always talking about, where it's like, oh, bro, that is going to fall flat, flat in front of you. That is not going to work out. I don't recommend trying to be something that you're not. Play to your best strengths. But watching people who try to use like the comedic thing to like land the date, it's like uh, it can be pretty risky there, man. You got to be like messing with a girl, like kind of teasing her, trying to pick her up. Like that's kind of like my. It's kind of how I try to approach things. But I tell people all the time, it's not a solid system. It's a numbers game. Like you got to throw a lot of lines out in the water to use that system, dude. Because a lot of people just don't pick up on it. I would not do that. Another woman said here, I want a guy to ask me about my name. Not just whether or not it was my grandmother's name, but like the family meaning of my name and the origins. Sounds terrible. That's a dumb question because nobody's ever going to ask you because most people don't know. I have no idea why my parents named me Daniel. I have no clue. My dad's not named Daniel. Nobody in my family was named Daniel. I have no clue. It's just something they named me. I'm guessing it's because it was in the Bible. I, I have no idea. Like, I don't think most people know what the origins or even that much more, the meaning of, do you know what your name means? No, not a clue. It means when it's called, you come to the dinner table. That's right? what my name <laughs> means. That, that's, that's about like all anything. I was ever taught about my name is that when it's called, I must have forgotten to do something. George Thorogood tickets up for grabs as we close out the program next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Rock 106.9. All I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my man. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rock and Roller. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. Get them out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f- my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. It's always been one of my favorite golf courses on, on the entire tour. And it's unfortunate that it is leaving. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple slots. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f-ing, f-ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f-ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What can I say about Cleveland? You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. I can make you slap somebody. So kiss my black. 
I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that, and I'm gonna talk to you like that. And I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. From Tom Benson, Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio, NBC welcomes you to the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, Hall of Fame game was last night. Hall of Fame week officially upon us. Obviously, uh, concert is tonight, is it not? No, it's Sunday night. Sunday night, that's right. Sunday they moved that. Sunday yes. night. So they moved that. Yeah, that's one of the. Re- yeah, that's right. That's why I'm not going. It's because it's on Sunday night. I look. I'm not over there. I don't know. I'm sure there are things that I'm not thinking of. That's like, yeah, dude. Well, you didn't think of that, so of course you would have done it this way. I would not do the concert on Sunday. No, the game should be on Sunday. I mean, it, well, I get no, no, no. I, I mean, yes, I, I don't disagree. But I understand the NFL going, no, 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 put the game on Thursday. We want to sell this Thursday Night Football brand. If you've been noticing what the NFL's been doing the last few years, they've been watering down the Monday Night product with ESPN because they want all the eyes on their network, the NFL. Then play the goddamn Super Bowl on Saturday, then. If, if Sunday isn't football day anymore, if every day is football day now, then play the goddamn well, game of Super Bowl on Saturday. I'm with you on that. I, I am with you on that uh, over the fact that it's like, dude, guys, like, come on now. Like, the Super Bowl's become a religion. So, like... Let everybody kind of enjoy it on Saturday night and then be able to sleep it off on Sunday. You see the commercials a month out now. It's not like people got to be at the water cooler talking about the new spots. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, put the game. I'm totally with you with the Super Bowl. But for me, don't you kick off the weekend with the concert? Kick off the weekend with the concert and the big payoff is the game. The game. Is the game. That's the top. That's where it's like, yeah, we finally got here. Because now Maroon 5 feels like, please don't leave. That's what that feels like to me. Like, hey, you saw your game. You came in. You saw Ray Lewis get inducted. Please don't leave here. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Versus if you kick off the weekend, it feels like Maroon 5 is kicking off the weekend. Sunday at 1 should be the game. The I concert, The concert gives you like that, hey, we're here. We're excited. It's Maroon 5. Here's and this. And Saturday's then, induction. And we're in the Hall of Fame parade and all that stuff. And then the big payoff, Sunday, 1 o'clock, first official NFL game of the season. Kick that son of a bitch. And then you're right, because at that point, I, I would assume a lot of people leave Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? You watch the induction, and it's like, get all up right, at eight, we're six hours from Baltimore. Right. You're still back early afternoon. You can get the kids back in bed early enough to, you know, do whatever it is they need to be doing. It's probably not school, but whatever the hell that they got going on. I, yeah, I, like, look, there's probably a million things that we're not thinking of that's super easy that the, the, that they're listening over at the hall going, yeah, you idiot, because you don't Stupid. work here. If you only knew about this or this, you would do it this way. But just as an outsider looking in, it does feel a little bit to me inverted. As we uh, as we sit here at at, at Hall of Fame weekend, um, one of the things that I think people should try to do, um, you see, when people are from out of town, be nice, thank them for being here, thank you for coming to our restaurants, thank you for staying in our hotels, like try yeah. to be a gracious, you know. More than that, most people don't want to be bothered. So, well, just, no, I'm don't, not saying like I'm not saying just like don't be a them. dick. Just don't be a dick. Which I did see this a lot yesterday, and this is going to be true no matter where you live. Okay, hey Canton, there's out of towners in. Don't go to Walmart wearing pajamas. Guys, 
The people of Walmart page didn't drop off of Tusk. It's like, dude, every city in America's got that problem. Stars it though. It stars <laughs> it. It's a big. It's a big. It's a big attraction. It's, well, there. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not heavy in the row. Well, it's heavy in the row. And let's be real too. The Walmart on Tusk has turned the damn game around, dude. dude if you haven't been there, you need to go check that some bitch out. Here's the thing. You had been telling me that, telling me that, that and told telling you that. me that, and I was like, Nah, I ain't buying for it. I ain't going for it. I ain't going for it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. The Avengers is good. And then, sure enough, I drove in there the one day and. I walked in there and I was like, what the hell's happened to Walmart? Now, the clientele know better, but no the way. layout of the floor plan and all that stuff, dude, the, the Walmart on Tusk, they changed it up. It is very nice. What time are you guys heading out for first ride? I do not know yet. Um, one of my buddies is coming down from uh, from uh, from up north, so I, oh, I nice. he probably said after work, so I'm going to assume 530, 6, 6-ish? 6-ish? Yeah, somewhere in that general vicinity. What's your plan? What's your yeah, story? We're going to play the Elms around 330. Okay. Uh, we're going to play a little golf at the Elms around 330 and then... Uh, Seven-ish? Yeah. yeah, take a shower and okay. then, you know, uh, head out and then... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll be out. I, I, I know I told Buzz Ben Mike I'll swing by there. I'll be at George's Imperium, all the you know, all the standard spots. Uh, before we get out of here, we have a very dedicated listener, Rob Hanna, listens every single day, tweets in about everything we talk about, Love. and uh, he's trying to be uh, Father of the Year. It's his daughter's birthday, Taryn. Happy birthday to her. I guess they're both coming out for first Friday happy maybe birthday. tonight, so we'll get a chance to meet both of them as well. Fantone and I both will be out tonight. People always ask, hey, when are you guys going to hang out? Well, tonight we'll be hanging out. Um, if it's anything like four years ago, I'll be asleep outside of Imperial <laughs> Room by one thirty. I hope I don't do that. I hope so, too. I really hope I don't do that. I really hope I don't do that. If you can't make it to First Friday, maybe you can go to George Thorogood. That's tonight at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. We'll send you. Put you on the guest list if you're caller 17 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we're done for the week. We will be back at it live 6 a.m. Monday morning. You guys have a great Great, great Hall of Fame weekend. Please be safe. Don't drink and drive. Make sure you Uber, all that fun stuff. Stay safe. Don't wear pajamas to Walmart. And we'll see you guys Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, fans, I'm from the Stansberry Show here. Honor Fighting Championship, bringing MMA action back to the flats. That's right. It is Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night at Nautica and all goes down August 18th up in Cleveland. Now, listen, tickets are already moving fast. I don't want you to get shut out, so go get yours at HonorFightingChampionship.com. The lineup is already stacked, and it includes friend of the Stansberry Show, uh, the vanilla gorilla Nick Brashear. He'll be making his MMA pro debut at fight night. You don't want to get shut out on this, dude. Tickets still available, uh, including VIP packages. Get yours at honorfightingchampionship.com.